Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, this is Ibby Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. I'm also the host of Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight, and I'm the editor of the anthology, which you should run out and buy, called Moms Don't Have Time to, a quarantine anthology. All proceeds of that book go to COVID-19 vaccine research. And I'm the editor-in-chief of Moms Don't Have Time to Write, a new publication on Medium. And we're accepting submissions, so please send your personal essays there. And if all that isn't enough, you can follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens, and my website is zibbyowens.com. Okay, now back to this amazing podcast. Welcome to another day of my June book blast. It is Life Advice Saturday, and these few episodes will help set you on the right course and give you some wonderful thoughts and perspectives on leading your best life. Dacia James Lewis is the author of The Game of Life, Releasing the Weight When God Says Wait. Dacia is a creative executioner known for her professional poise, outgoing personality, and infectious smile. After graduating from Texas State University with a BS in sociology, she moved to LA to pursue her passion of working in the entertainment industry. That's where she started her career as a production assistant while continuing to train as a dancer. She has served as creative director and choreographer on multiple marketing campaigns for brands such as Weight Watchers and Pantene Pro-V, and has choreographed and graced stages with artists such as Tracy Ellis Ross, Jennifer Hudson, Jamie Foxx, Kanye West, Stevie Wonder, Mary J. Blige, and more. Her recent performances include Coming to America and Genius Aretha. Dacia is the president of Women, Wives, Warriors, an organization that inspires women all over the world to reach their potential in spirit, soul, and body and is the owner of D.O.P. Entertainment. When the Game of Life author is not on television and film sets, she's busy creating content for her company and or serving youth ministries. Dacia teaches and speaks worldwide at dance studios, universities, conferences, and various church events. She resides in Atlanta with her husband, Walter, and is currently getting her M.A. in writing and digital communication. Welcome, Dacia. Thank you for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss the Game of Life. Thank you for having me. It is such a pleasure. <laughs> I love, by the way, that you start the whole book with the game of life, which I also loved to play as a kid, by the way. Yes. 
And I found (laughs) those tiny little pegs that you put in the car. I know. (laughs) It is one of my, I used to play all the time with my cousins. And it's, it's so funny because we have, you know, some people like Monopoly and some people like Twister or, you know, the different types of games. But the interesting part that I found with the, with the game of life is it's usually females playing the game. I don't know many males that are playing the game of life. It's true. It's so true. (laughs) I kind of prefer, I really liked Scrabble. That was my favorite board game, but I did really, I did like Monopoly in life too. I don't know. Did you ever play Scrabble? I I played Scrabble. I was not good at it, but I <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Your book, first of all, I misinterpreted at first and I thought it had something to do with weight, like meaning the, your weight. And then of course, as soon as I opened it, I was like, oh, I'm a moron. No, of course, this is all about the waiting game and infertility. <laughs> and oh my gosh, it was great. And so, you know, I loved how you interwove your interwove. Is that even a word? How? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think it's it is today. We'll use it. Your journal entries from that time of your life when you were really struggling and how you use terms yeah. like you know, doing a spiritual autopsy and just trying to reckon with being you know, a spiritual Christian and not getting what you want from God. So tell me, tell yeah. me about writing this book and, and why you decided to make it into a book and, and your journey and everything. You know, the interesting part is that, like you said, it's journalistic. No one ever expects anyone to read their journal, right? Because it's such an intimate thing. It's 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 so personal. And during that season, and it was like over a matter of maybe six years, not really knowing how to process my thoughts. I think sometimes being as Christians, you know, there is this place, take it to prayer, take it to prayer, take it to God in prayer. And it becomes a ritual. And a, and, a, and a right and, you know, just this routine thing. And it wasn't fixing the thoughts in my head, really. It really was not. And so I had to come face to face with myself by looking at my journal. I actually went back years prior and saw how devastated I was. And as I started to move out of that place, and I think moving out of that place is, is journaling is therapeutic in a sense, But it was when I started to see myself in this sense of entitlement from reading my book, like God owes me something because I'm a servant or, you know, feeling like, why would you do this to me? You know, and we are not not susceptible to to trials and tribulations in life. And for some reason, we feel that we do, but it's because we've experienced such a good God, right? When you, when you see the blessings flowing and you're like, oh, God, you're so good. Okay, do it again, do it again. But we're not ready for those valley seasons. And so I think around six or seven years into the journal, when I was looking back, I was like no longer in that place. And I had therapy and all of that. Interesting enough, I was in my prayer time and God was like, that's a book, girl, because if you felt like that, somebody else is feeling like that. And so I was like, it's a book. I don't even know how to write a book. Like, how do I even do this? <laughs> you know? And it becomes difficult because there's no outline. You know, these just journal pages I'm just throwing. Like, do I put this? Do I put this? And it's so literal. Like, cut and paste was literal for me. I was cutting the paper and, like, moving it around. <laughs> like, playing puzzle pieces, trying to put this book together. So to come full circle and see it, it's really fulfilling. And it has really been a 
blessing to hear the testimonies of so many people, so many women in the waiting season, not necessarily just from a fertility season, but just people are waiting for marriage. People are waiting for breakthrough. You know, people are waiting for healing or healing for their family members. And if they don't see it, it's just me trying to give you hope in the wait in the waiting season and the wait part. Yeah. It's a play on words, right? So the weighty part is the anxiety, the disparity, the hopelessness, the depression, you know, all of these weights that'll hold you down from progressing forward and feeling hopeful in life. I love that because everyone has been through something which, which has required a weight of some kind. And everybody knows that, that feeling, especially when things are out of your control, Right. It's it's the mm-hmm. worst, <laughs> particularly for yeah. people who like feeling like everything is in their control. And you just by I, nature. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we like we can control it. And you know, God is a sovereign God. <laughs> we can't we can't control it. Although we think we can, we have no control over certain things. And and for me, that was a part of the deliverance in writing the book is like, look. I'm going to give this and release all this weight to you. I don't, I can't handle it anymore. Like I I can see when it got, when I got to a place of agnosticism and really questioning if God was real, I literally was face to face with myself. Like what is, what is truly wrong? And when you really come to that place of vulnerability and transparency in your spiritual walk, I believe that God will start to show you where you started to taint your vision of him through your mounting disappointments and experiences, being it you or the experiences that you've seen around other people when you feel like he didn't come through. And yet his mandate is like, be fruitful and multiply, as you point out in the book. And then you're like, so then why am I suddenly barren when this is what you want from me? Like, what the heck? (laughs) Yeah. These are your promises. And you said that you're you're you you're not a man that you should lie, nor the son of man that you should repent, that all your promises are true. So why is it not coming true for your daughter? Talk to me, you know. And I believe that our heart's desires, the things that we desire in life, are truly God's desires for us. But there is this element of perfect timing that we all forget about. I can't imagine having a kid in my late 20s. I can't even imagine having a kid in my early 30s because I was so driven in another life, so selfish, you know, and I believe that God was, he will teach us things during that wait, either about ourselves or even about the people that are around us and how we can be more loving and giving to other people. So it's perfect timing too, you know, it's it's that, that scripture, I think it's Proverbs 20, 21, like, an inheritance gained too soon will be lost in the end. It can't come quicker. <laughs> if it comes quicker, like what, what are you going to do? It's like giving a baby a keys to a brand new car. What are they going to do with it? <laughs> like what can you do with it? Crash it. <laughs> well, I love how you put all these interviews with different sort of celebrities or notable women or people sort of reflecting back on their timing and what it was like for them. And did they miss their moment? And did, you know, they, when they were 20 something and at the height of fame, you know, Tyra Banks, for example, was she thinking about having kids or what happens later? And then of course, on top of that is the timing. That's like a miracle that like really any children are conceived. I mean, it's really the odds. It's just like, how does it ever work? But it does. It is truly a miracle. (laughs) 
And even if, you know, for those that might be dealing with infertility or a barren season, whether it's the male or the female, and even as you start to contemplate procedures, it's still a miracle because sometimes the procedures don't work, right? And so literally you have to take a step back and be like, yo, you are in complete control, whether you decide to go natural or whether you decide alternative procedures. There is still this force that has the ultimate say, right? And relinquishing control is the key to really manifesting those things into existence. That's my. I thought. always say my that, thing. like my last, my I had, I have twins who I was thirty when they were born, but then I really wanted more kids. And anyway, whatever, long story, I won't get into it. But they were a total miracle. I like had this kid. And I, I thought I was done. I had given away all my baby stuff and it was almost physically impossible that I could, I was going to get pregnant right then, but I did. And like, that's all I say is like, oh my gosh. And then it was like a joke because right after I had that baby, I got (laughs) pregnant again and my doctors were laughing, you know, like, so anyway, these miracles happen. And, you know, I always tell my kids like there's such miracles. I don't know. It's just like divine intervention. That's what I always say. Absolutely. I mean, it's stories like those that are inspiring just in general and attest to relinquishing, 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 relinquishing. I know this morning. It's not AM over here, Zuby. Okay. Control is such an imperative part of that, if you ask me. It's just, there's something about the surrender that, you know, gives, gives the universe this term. I don't know. I buy into it. I wholeheartedly agree. (laughs) (laughs) I do. So you revealed a lot about not just yourself, which of course, as most memoirists do by trade essentially, but also your husband who at first didn't even want to get tested for his, you know, his own stuff. And yet now all of his personal (laughs) information is out there. there. How is he cool with that? I mean, what is that like? He's a trooper. You know, my husband is very supportive, number one. And the other side of that is this experience has been so humbling for him. He's like, I don't care. God has taken me to the ultimate place of humility that tells the world in hopes that it will be a blessing to someone else, right? Because in this case, my husband was the one diagnosed with male factor infertility. And a part of my healing was speaking on my entrapment and and what I felt at that time. And I believe as a husband that's truly supportive of you, then they will come along for the ride if it means your freedom and your liberty. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all have stuff we need to get off our chests. Even if we don't think it's interfering with our daily life, there are some things you just haven't processed, be it grief or trauma, eating disorders, anything. It might be time to work on those things, and I have a solution for you. Therapy. Online therapy by BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I took the brief questionnaire online where there were, I don't know, 20 questions. It didn't take long at all, maybe three minutes. And then I got matched with a therapist who could help me work on whatever. I picked trauma because even though it happened in 2001, I am somehow still not over the loss of my friend on 9-11. And it is what it is. BetterHelp is going to help. And I am so excited, especially because with my special code, instead of $80 a month, it is 10% off, $72 a month, which is so much less than traditional therapy. And you'll get a perfect therapist for you. There are 35,000 therapists to choose from, so you'll find the right one. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash moms don't have time today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash moms don't have time. Right. I'm not telling him to get on the mantle and speak with me. I'm not telling him to hop on the platform and tell his story in his own words. These are my words. <laughs> These, this is my perception of my reality. And sometimes, you know, we can feel like we're invading someone else's life with our truth, but it's my truth because I'm experiencing it. And I believe that we have ownership of that. And if it was a very sensitive subject for him, I probably would have wrote it and written it in a third person, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) So for him, he's cool. And then he has his talks with men, you know, and they feel comfortable, you know, friends of ours that have read it, you know, they're like, oh, us too, man, you know, and he'll talk about it with them. So I think that eventually it'll become an us thing and we'll, probably do marriage ministries and talk about all the struggles that encompass this and other things. But he's so cool with it. He 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 calls himself the co-author because oh, nice. his story is in it. <laughs> he's like, uh, I'm a co-author here. <laughs> and what about the quote idiot boyfriend who gave you, or not even boyfriend, the guy who gave you the thing that was, I don't even want to say it in case you, I mean, I know you write about it, but I don't want to like give away your stuff, but you know, that guy. Yeah, read the book. Read, read the, the book. book. But that guy, did he read the book? Do you have any idea? Are you still in touch with him? No idea. I should have someone send it to him, like on the slide. I wonder. You want me to FedEx him a copy or I, something? That's a really <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wonder. That's a really good question. I won't say. Okay. I won't say because if, <laughs> if I say what era it was, people are going to know off bat who it is. So I don't okay, even don't say even, what don't even. Well, I think he, <laughs> I think I he needs an anonymous it. delivery. Yeah. If I find his address, I'll send it to you and I'll have do you it. Send it to I, I will totally do it. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A part of that too is deliverance, you know, and, and liberty and freedom because there's a taboo subject around that thing. We won't say what that thing okay. is because we want him to read the book, but that too. And, and, and I felt like exposing mm-hmm. that and feeling like our past hinders our future. 
And sometimes it really does because there are things that can happen that can be a hindrance later on in life. But in this case, it's mental shackles too, yeah. right? Because you, you're like, oh, what happened? What did I do back in the day that would ha- have stifled this situation or, or my blessing from God? What what did I do? And internalizing those things. So that was a part of freedom too, because God is a God who forgives. He doesn't care, like, <laughs> you know, and he heals, you know, and, and things like that. So that was healing in and of itself. It's like, yeah, I said it. What do you have to say? You can't judge me for it now because I've, I've given to you to speak about it. <laughs> no shame. Wait, will you tell me a little more about your really exciting career? I mean, you've done such cool stuff. And now, by the way, I saw on your website, I don't know if this is even still true, that you still offer a hip hop. Do you still offer a class on Saturdays? Because <laughs> I oh my do. gosh. Okay. My girls yes. and I are going to have to do this. Yes, I do. If I'm not available, which is which is rare because I kind of have etched it into my schedule. But yes, yeah, Saturday mornings. And this started during the pandemic. I, figured. Uh, I started, you know, offering class for free as a way to give back. And it's a nice, good sweat. So yes, Saturday mornings, right. I do offer a beginner, good. very groovalicious class because everyone is not a dancer. And if I, you know, they came in and I gave them 25 eight counts, they probably would never come back. I don't even know what that means. So, okay. <laughs> right. It's, exactly. Yeah. So it's like a move and a groove, oh. like something that you would enjoy. The music is phenomenal. So yeah, I truly have been blessed career-wise. I moved from Galveston, Texas after I graduated from college. I went to Texas State University and my degree is actually in sociology and biology and with the intent of going to medical school mm-hmm. to become a pediatrician because I do love kids. I really love kids. But that was the agreement that I had with my mother coming from a very small town mentality, be a teacher, be a doctor, be a lawyer. The goal is to get you a good, stable job. Mm-hmm. And we made a deal. We shook. And I said, okay, I will do this because this is your perception of your reality for me. But then I need for you to trust me as I take a leap of faith and really go pursue the thing that I believe that God put in me. And she was kind of distraught and shocked and did not believe it until my car, my Honda Civic was packed up to the top <laughs> with my MapQuest in my passenger seat. And I was pulling out of the garage and she's like, oh, you're serious. I said, I told you, I was serious. <laughs> I am out of here. And I drove to Los Angeles and the rest is history. And within that year, I had got into production school and I also, you know, became, I became a PA, a production assistant for those, or what they used to call a gopher. Go mm-hmm, get this, mm-hmm. go get that, go pick that up. <laughs> and I went to this amazing uh, school, Streetlights. I don't even know if Streetlights is still open, but it was a nonprofit school that was cultivated to put people of color in the industry, more people of color in the industry. And so I got into that school and they put me out to work. And one of the greatest jobs that I've ever landed as a production assistant was Dreamgirls. And while while I was working on Dreamgirls, I was able to meet some amazing people. And then I was just dancing for fun on the side. And a friend of mine who was a choreographer said, hey, Dacia, I think you need to get an agent and start dancing full time because you pick up choreography well. And I knew I always wanted to be a dancer or choreographer, but somewhere in my mind, you know, where my mom, you know, had kind of implemented this, this is not a real job situation. There was a hesitancy there. So I would much rather be a producer or a director or some something that felt a little bit more stable, but was still in the entertainment industry. But I stepped out on faith and it was such a moment 
because my first gig was the Grammys when I stepped out on faith as a dancer. And I, to me, that's what God needed to confirm that was my route for me. Because if it was like a smaller gig, I probably still would have been like, hey, do I really want to do this? But when you hit the Super Bowl of music, <laughs> you know, that's you're like, oh, God, oh, wait, you doing something for real, for real, for real. <laughs> so that was just kind of like the 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 start of my career. And then I, I can tell you something after that big job, I think for a year, it was like silent. And I was like, are you kidding me? What, you, what the, this is like, ride the way, you know, what's next? What's next? And I remember the next day I went to audition for Stomp the Yard and I bombed that audition, like bombed. And I was like, what the heck, God? You know, I'm hot, you know? He's like, no, you're not hot. Go sit down and continue to train. Like, <laughs> Go continue to train. And so I just continue to train and, and just get better and better as a dancer, which making a dancer is much better than being a PA because uh, the money and the hours, you know, 16 hours, 17 hour days as a PA, eight hours as a dancer, almost the same rate. Yeah, I think I'm definitely going to go <laughs> as a performer. <laughs> so then things obviously picked back up. Yeah, they did. I don't know what was next. Oh, maybe low, you know, low, 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 low. That's yeah. with Flow Rider. I'm definitely in that video. Don't tell anyone. I'm going to go watch you it guys, right now. I'm going to go watch it. <laughs> you, you will. I will. Hopefully I'm like in the back. Okay. I can't even remember. Yeah, I got an agent and everything just kind of started to start to manifest to confirm that this was the place that I was going to be. And I started to teach, you know, choreography and it, it, it really affirmed that thing that was put in me. Like it really affirmed that thing that was put in me. And once I finished Dream Girls, I did get a call from Jennifer to choreograph her tour, Jennifer Hudson. And so I ended up choreographing her tour after that. And so many great jobs. Fatima Robinson is the top of the top cream of the crop muse of choreographers. And when I tell you once I met her on Dream Girls because she was a choreographer of Dream Girls, I worked with her so much from Black Eyed Peas to the Soul Train Music Awards to BET, like literally Dream Girls really uh, set the trajectory. And although I thought I was going as a production assistant, I was actually making those connections that were was going to take me back to the, the original plan that God had for me. So what is coming next for you now? You have all this book, obviously, and coveting publicity. And like, what about the dance stuff? And like, how are you managing all of this? How how am I? Okay. How am I managing? I don't know. Pray for me. I'm asking. Uh, <laughs> pray for me. I am currently doing as much press as possible. My schedule has been crazy with press for the book, which is phenomenal. But there's also summertime coming up. So I do like to dedicate a lot of my time by sewing back into summer camps. So there are three or four summer cap camps that I have lined up where I will be teaching kids the business of show business mm. and really the audition room, how to audition well. And that'll probably encompass a lot of my summertime as well as I am in graduate school. I am getting my master's and I have summer session and fall session, and then I will be done <laughs> with my master's. And so <laughs> I am busy, busy, but busy doing what I want to do. That's what I'll say in this season. But, you know, it, it gets to this point to where time management is important 
for me. And I am at the place where I can say no to things. If it's not benefiting me or benefiting my purpose, it's never about the money for me, but but the purpose, you know, it, it's purpose over popularity for me. And so I'm really going to continue to hone into the things that I feel that God has called me to do in this season. And then, of course, you can catch me on Come to America, which is on Amazon and Genius, which is on Hulu and any other secret projects. I can't tell you right now, but if they go to my website, I always keep them updated. Okay. <laughs> I, I saw Coming to America too. Now I have to go back and watch it again. Oh yeah. You got to go watch it. You, you know, I'll tell you that, you know, when you, oh, I don't know. Some people might not have seen it, but it's like the beginning scene when you see Gladys Knight, but I'll just say that when you oh, see yeah. Gladys okay. Knight, you'll see me in the right corner of her. No yeah, way. The, okay. Yeah. Right to the right. Yeah. She was amazing. Oh, so gracious. Okay. Great. Oh, I'm glad it's was amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, now I have all this fun stuff I get to watch again. So, you know, Yay! this is great. Okay. You know, time management. <laughs> Insert watching footage because this is work, right? Yeah. I'm kind of yeah. It's America again. Yeah. Research. Yeah. Research. All research. Yeah. Research. research. Got to be better education. prepared for next time or something. <laughs> awesome. Thanks. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Dacia, thank you so much for coming on the show. Congratulations on your book. Good luck with all the publicity and getting through all of that. And thanks for stopping in here. (laughs) Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me and you have a wonderful day. And when you're ready, I will FedEx that book to that guy. So don't forget, I'm not even kidding. I'm not kidding. (laughs) Okay. Keep it in the back of your mind. Okay. I'll keep it in the back of my mind. It'll Absolutely. come up. Just wait. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to part of my June book blast. I hope you enjoy it. Come back tomorrow for more. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at zibbyowens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.